0: Hey, Breakthrough listeners, it's Jason Lowe and Peter Lount from episode number 107. At Ascendant Financial, mybankersvault.com, we specialize in teaching real estate investors across Canada the process of becoming your own banker, the infinite banking concept. Do you also find it frustrating when it's difficult to access the financing you need or when the housing market moves against you? And when there's unexpected prolonged vacancy or expensive repairs, are you tired of transferring all that money away from you? We have the solution at MyBankersVault.com. By becoming your own banker, anything that you are already doing financially, including real estate investing, is radically improved. Whether utilizing this process for down payments or for entire real estate purchases, becoming your own banker puts you in a position to control the repayment schedule on your loans while enhancing your overall returns. Whether you are brand new to real estate or a seasoned investor, we believe that ready access to money and financial control should be in your hands not the banks or a loan officer. We have an exclusive and irresistible package for Breakthrough Podcast listeners. If you want the best way to build and deploy capital, easier access to money, better returns, and less headaches, head on over to MyBankersVault.com. That's MyBankersVault.com.
1: Tired of the nine-to-five? Tired of only dreaming about the things you want to do? Want to have more time for your family? More time for you? More time for you? This is the Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast, where we interview qualified guests in the real estate industry all across Canada. We want you to live life on your terms, and we want to help you break through to that life through the power of real estate investing. This is the Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast. Now your hosts, Rob Brake and Sandy McKay.
2: Good morning and welcome back again, everybody. Thank you for joining us again today. I think you'll be very, very happy that you did once you listen to our guest, our fantastic guest that we have lined up for you guys today. And uh, oh man, it's going to be a good one. Um, here with me again, as always, is Sandy
3: McKay. How are you? Hey, yeah, I agree. It's going to be an awesome show. I'm excited for it and I'm happy to be here again.
2: Sandy, how are things going? Are you gearing up for Christmas? We're only a couple days away.
3: Uh, at the time of the recording yeah, a couple days away Christmas Um, you know I don't know we're, we're, we're done with all the planning for next year investments business wise etc so we're kind of just wrapping things up and I'm um, looking forward to a break and uh, going away going on a vacation in the next next week so we're going to be in the Caribbean and on a cruise hopefully <laughs> Um well we're like five days away from leaving so I, I think it's going to happen
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Where there's a will, there's a way, though. Sandy, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Um, no, that's good to hear. Um, and and like you were saying before we started the recording here, it it has been a little bit slower um, mm-hmm. the past week than I was expecting as well, too. Hey, so slower, <laughs>
3: slower, slower. Life and all that stuff means potentially some decent deals out there for investors because anytime <laughs> the anytime the you know, the world's checked out or they're focused on other things, that means. Someone out there needs to sell or needs to, needs to dump a property for some reason. And maybe there's opportunities.
2: There you go. There's
3: always opportunities, right? Yeah.
2: It's got to dig for them. Um, everyone listening knows the drill. Go over to our website, breakthrough there. You can listen to all the past episodes that we've done on coming up to eight years now, Sandy. Uh, I believe the next one we record will be eight years, man. Yeah.
3: What a ride like ancient in podcasting world ancient
2: yeah i believe so we're what you call ogs now
3: i get to, we I, I hear that all the time I, <laughs> you, i'm sure we both do uh you guys are the ogs of this space yeah in canada i suppose yeah
2: but it's been fun and we're gonna keep going no 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 uh plans to retire anytime soon from the podcasting world right sandy
3: we're actually gonna like we're actually gonna like get some new energy into it and and jumpstart it again, I think, and and do some cool stuff in the new, in, in the 2022 and beyond. So yeah. Yeah. Excited about that.
2: Well, speaking of new energy, it would really help out. And if you guys know some people who would be interested in hearing this show, go over to iTunes, leave us a rating and review. Um, You know, let more people learn about this stuff, get them in on this energy that we've got going here and, Help them learn on how they can do what uh, we've been doing, what all of our guests have been doing, you know, for the past eight years, and uh, and uh, getting into this real estate investing. When you know, sometimes people think, oh, that the, the ship has sailed, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, depending, uh, what I what I find a lot is that people who are just coming into the space, they don't know any different. So they go, okay, there's opportunities here. But those people that have been in it for a while, they start to get a little bit stale and they think, okay, things have changed since I started. Things are not the same as they were. I can't find the deals that I used to be able to find. And they sort of start to talk themselves out of the whole idea and start to think, okay, maybe, uh, you know, maybe, maybe it's time for me to move on or maybe I've done all I can do here. But uh, you know, we're going to talk to Paul um soon here and and he's going to tell us how to get some great deals even in the market that we're in which is absolutely insane um but man i'm telling you i'm all over the place today the point was go leave us a review and uh and let some other people learn about the show and i forgot to mention when you're over on our website uh download our free gift right sandy
3: uh, the ultimate strategy for building wealth through real estate and um, definitely do that and get on our list so you never miss out on our show or anything else we got going on especially now because we're doing some cool stuff into the new year with some um, probably be hearing from us a lot more and a lot more activity and a lot more opportunities to get involved and um, and really learn and grow your real estate investment business um, Rob we, uh, we bypassed you a bit too I want to know about what you're what you got going on there you were you were starting to tell us a bit about What you're up to and then uh and then uh, we say we got to start recording this because you know we need to learn it wasn't really
2: much i mean there's opportunities everywhere here i think that the thing is that they're very capital intensive um flip opportunities for the most part and uh and the rewards are great but the investment that is involved in getting into it is uh is 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 pretty high as well so i mean if anyone has just gobs of money and they're, and they're interested in, in making more. I mean, we've got, I see phenomenal flip opportunities everywhere around here where I am in this tiny little uh, community called Surfside in Costa Rica, which is um, right by Playa Flamingo where they're building a new um, marina. It's almost complete. The Gold Coast and down through T- Tamarindo, which is only about a half an hour away from where I am, is just exploding. So um, there's a lot of properties that have been neglected over the years and we see just fantastic opportunity to make literally hundreds of thousands of US dollars off of uh, flips here. So the uh, the the thing is just, you know, coming in with the capital that it takes to purchase these places because there's not really much in the way of financing uh, mm. a- around here. What you're looking at typically is stuff that maybe you can get a little bit of a seller financing on for a couple of years, which is good when you're planning to flip on that kind of thing. But, uh, but, um, you know, that's, if that's available. So, and I, and I'd say it is like a lot of the time, but sometimes you got to come with the whole purchase price in cash. So it can be a little bit tricky. Well,
3: that's why it's probably a big opportunity, right? There's a little more, little, it takes a little more to get involved, but, um, hundreds of hundreds of thousands sounds a lot better than, you know, a ba- general flip in on in Southern Ontario release right now is it's tough to make that type of money on unless you're doing, I guess, putting a lot more money into something bigger, but the typical, you know, single family, small uh, first time buyer type homes are tough to make a much of a spread on those right now, unless you really get lucky with the appreciation.
2: Yeah. I'm going to, I'll break it down. I'll give you like a, a rough estimate <clears throat> of, of the opportunities that are here. So, Something that's between, let's say, three and four hundred thousand. Um, you know, you you come in with all that cash, and that's U.S. dollars. So three to four hundred thousand dollar cash investment, plus, let's say, fifty to seventy five to do the renos, and then approximately a hundred thousand dollar profit on the sale of the place. So those are the kind of numbers that we're looking at.
3: Like a that number in a, in a Durham region or a Hamilton or a, anywhere in Southern Ontario is, or anywhere in Ontario for that matter. Yeah. You're probably, you're probably I mean, if you made 20 grand on that, you'd probably be happy.
2: 30, the difference is the financing. 30 grand. The yeah. difference is the financing. And we can get private money here too, but it's expensive as well. So on something like what I was just talking about, uh, private money for let's say half of that is going to cost like uh, like 30K yeah you know something something in around there so i mean it still leaves lots of meat on the bone but mm-hmm. it's just a matter of uh you know bringing that bringing that cash
3: cool well that's a costa rica is a hot spot for canadians or especially the investment community i keep hearing about people traveling there but also exploring living there and and, and what those opportunities look like so um, it seems to be a hotbed for this stuff right now.
2: Well, I've met up with so many people that I've known from real estate groups around here. You know, mm-hmm.
3: just just
2: randomly. Hey, are you in this area? Yeah, I happen to be in this area. Let's meet up. So we'll we'll meet up at a beach restaurant somewhere and have a beer. And it's been uh, a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, at least a handful of people that I've known from Ontario. Cool. So it's been cool.
3: Well, uh, guest time, or what else do we got? What else we got to talk about?
2: I don't know. You didn't say much.
3: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going on a cruise next week. That's where my mind's at. I got five days here, holidays, Christmas, et cetera. And then, uh, not, not, nothing to do with real estate actually for a couple of weeks or a week and a half.
2: And I figured you'd be on the cruise just planning,
3: planning for next year. <laughs> I don't think so. Maybe at one point in life I would have been doing that. Not, not this time.
2: Yeah. You got to let go every now and then, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pools and beaches for you uh, next week. Sounds good.
3: That sounds good, but right now, I'm focused here. I want to learn about what Paul's got going on and uh, all the exciting things he's doing. So um, Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, I'm excited to have him on, too. I've known Paul for a really long time, and uh, this is the first time we're going to get to talk to him in this forum, so I'm super pumped. So uh, without further ado, Paul Panous, welcome.
4: Thanks for having me, guys. Excited to be here. Excited to be with the OGs. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs>
2: Well, you're an OG yourself when it comes to real estate investing. We're going to get into that now, but I think Sandy's
3: got a little bit of a bio for you. Do, do you have that? Yeah, let's uh, let's intro you uh, properly, give some give the listeners some background here. Paul's a uh, father, husband, world traveler, educator, real estate investor, and coach. And he realized the power of real estate when he and his wife traveled the world for 14 months and discovered they made 20K and covered the cost of their trip through the appreciation of just one of their rental properties. Having completed duplex inversions, flips, wholesales, and whole tails, he's decided to focus on growing his portfolio, uh, working more with the wholesale flip projects, and spending more time with his son. And he's looking to connect with as many like-minded real estate investors as possible this year or in the upcoming years. So uh, we'll talk a lot more about him and his stories and how you can reach out and connect with him uh, as we go. But uh, yeah, uh, I think that's that sums you up uh, briefly. So we'll yeah, learn a lot more thanks. about it. Looking forward to learning more about your story. Hey investors, are you looking for the best mortgage lender on your upcoming FLIP or BRRRR project? Our partners at Calvert Home Mortgage are Burr and FLIP experts. They're amazing to work with and truly understand your business. They only require 20K down, no appraisals needed in most instances, and can fund quick. I've seen them close deals within 24 hours of receiving the request. We're offering Calvert Home Mortgage's free FLIP BRRRR analyzer tool to run your numbers on deals. You can find it in the podcast description below. Save $500 off your next deal with Calvert Home Mortgages when you mention our referral code, Breakthrough Podcast. Terms and conditions apply.
4: For sure, man. For sure. Welcome,
2: Paul. So let's jump right in, man. Let's talk about how and uh, maybe when you got started in real estate investing.
4: Yes, yeah, so I think uh, we started all in the same place, <laughs> it sounds like, right? Uh, all three of us, the, pretty much, yeah, yeah. at the Durham REI. Uh, I think when I was... When I started there, I, I didn't understand anything about real estate. I was pretty young when I was coming to that, those meetings and uh, just kept going to them because I was like, hey, I got to surround myself with uh, these types of people if I want to kind of grow. Um, you know, ended up buying my first rental property in 2012, moved into it um, and renovated it and uh, like renovated it ourselves. We just learned through YouTube. Uh, tried to figure out how to <laughs> how we could eventually speak to contractors and understand what they were actually doing and then uh, you know I moved out of that six months later into my parents basement again and rented it out it was only cash like maybe a couple hundred bucks uh, on the and it was a single family and um, basically we took a year off we traveled like my like my introduction Uh traveled for like 14 months backpacking around the world and uh we came back and we realized that uh, our property had appreciated by a hundred thousand and uh, we spent about 80 on our trip. Uh, and we we're like, oh my God, this is crazy. It was like the power of real estate just allowed us to travel the world, do whatever we wanted, and we made money technically. So uh, that's when we kind of went all in. Uh, my wife had invested in pre construction condos. So we were renting those out as well. Uh, and then you know, we thought about what's the best way to to, to do this. So I uh, hired Quentin D'Souza as our coach um, at that time. I think both of you have been through that coaching program as well. Is that right?
2: Absolutely. Good friend of the show, Quentin, of course. Everybody yeah. who listens <laughs> knows about Quentin. For sure. um, yeah. And, oh, absolutely. Like, that was – as soon as I heard about that course, well, we're going to talk about this a little more later, but as soon yeah. as I heard about that course, um, you know,
4: I, I, I was all in absolutely it is fantastic
2: changed everything for
4: me exactly changed 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 my entire life too so uh we ended up uh, liquidating the condos because we realized it wasn't really helping us towards our goals and then we started getting into a bunch of duplex conversions uh both off market and on market deals i think well actually one of the on-market deals came from uh from you rob uh maybe five or six years ago right can't remember
2: i remember uh, that
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
2: you know what? Each one of those is like a funny story because I believe like that was a a deal that fell through. Yeah. Uh, And uh, and you jumped in and said, this is an opportunity that, yeah, I wouldn't mind taking over. So
4: yeah. Yeah. If I remember correctly, like I didn't have to negotiate. I didn't have to do anything. It was more like, hey, one of your clients fell through. I'm just going to pick up where they left off because it's a great deal.
2: Yeah, that was good.
4: and and how's that
2: done for you is that one okay (laughs) that one's done well for you so far
4: yeah that one just got uh refinanced and it got appraised for it got appraised for like 890 but um you know these things are now selling close to a million if not over for the legal duplexes in Oshawa and I I think I bought it at 460 right so pretty sweet um Yeah. So then we basically went all in um, and just started flipping, adding buying holds to our portfolio, adding joint venture partners, um, and just kind of really like exploring and having fun with real estate, you know. Um, So we did that with the coaching program. And then, yeah, it was pretty crazy. The the pandemic hit, obviously, and uh, I I hadn't found any really good deals for a while. So, I started doing my own marketing to try and find some some deals so online and offline marketing Um, we uh, I'm a teacher during the day but uh, when the pandemic hit I was like you know what my my particular position at at school was cancelled I have have a bit of a unique position there and uh, I decided hey just going to take the year off and and if if any time's a good time to try and take a year off this would probably be the time so i tried to uh go at it as a full-time real estate investor and i invested heavily into my marketing and we had uh, a life-changing year i know it was a difficult year for a lot of people but uh in terms of real estate this was one of our best years you know we were able to we flipped like three properties, we wholesaled 16, and we added three more properties to our buy and hold portfolio. So uh, we were really happy with how it went and um, just like understood how real estate was able to like leverage with us uh, or how we were able to leverage real estate to make a better life for me and my family. So we're super happy.
2: Okay, the, man, we have really like skimmed over a lot mm-hmm. in, in, in a very short time here. So I don't know, Sandy, what, what's one of the big things we need to dig into here and get a little more detail
3: on? <laughs> I mean, there's lots there. We, we want to learn about how you, how you find some of these properties for sure. I think w- let's talk about... Um... Let's talk about the pandemic a little bit. You talked a little bit briefly on that, but any, any other way that it's affected your, uh, your business and your strategies going forward? Like, and, and do you see it changing anything going into the future and how you're going to approach this business?
4: Um, <clears throat> you know, it, it, it actually forced us. I mean, the pandemic gave us the opportunity to attempt real estate investing full time, right? And so I think it changed our perspective on, hey, we can make this work. And uh, we, can, we can be probably more successful doing this than my day job. So um, it kind of gave us that perspective. I, I think once you have that mindset where you're ready to accept more opportunities, um, you're able to capitalize. But, uh, you know, in terms of my business and investing, yeah, for me, we focused on finding off-market deals. And uh, that's exactly where I'm pushing I'm going to be pushing a lot more in the future to acquire more of these deals. Um, I do a lot of online and offline marketing um, and I connect with sellers, tons of sellers. I spoke probably to like over 200, 250 people looking to sell their place this year um, to to get that number of deals done, as you probably know. Um, Yeah, so. I'd
2: say those are really actually exceptional numbers if You're only talking mm. to 200 and being able to do like 20 deals off of that, that's uh, that's pretty impressive. I think well, they're yeah.
3: probably sort of qualified 200 or, or somewhat, right? They're probably, yeah,
4: not, yeah. not, not right. just random cold call people. No, so no, 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 these yeah. were not random cold calls, right? These are people that were actually looking to sell their place, right? Whether yeah, on market or on market. Uh,
2: I
3: still think that's pretty impressive. It is good, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's your what?
4: How do you find how do
3: you? how do you find those properties then? a lot of people, especially during the pandemic, people are like, I don't know. There's no inventory everywhere. I can't find anything. Um, We talked about this at the start, almost like people almost just throwing their hands up saying, I can't find anything anymore. It's like, why even, why even try It's nothing. There's no inventory. We keep hearing that. How uh, you're you're almost went the opposite way. You're like, I'm going to find more inventory, more off market, more opportunities. How, what does that actually look like? How do you do that?
4: Yeah. I mean, like, um, I would say 90% of people that sell their properties on the market are looking for a transaction, like a conventional way of selling their property. Uh, the, the I would say the 10% that I kind of focus in on are the people that have other reasons to sell their property, right? Like they're either going through a rough time or they just want a quick, convenient transaction, um, you know, or they don't want a bunch of people walking through their house and... Uh, ruining their entire um, daily routine so you know a lot of people not a lot but there are some people that are willing to give up some of the equity in their property and walk away from the property that is now a problem for them um and that's where I basically focus so those are where those are the opportunities I've been able to find and um just working on win-win situations with these sellers, right? Like uh, it's, it's a little bit different when properties are on the market, you know, there's tons of, pe- tons of eyes on them, as you guys know. But that being said, like uh, we picked up a property with uh, with Rob's team um, in January in Peterborough and it was on the market and it was a great deal, right? So there's opportunities everywhere. It's just, you have to be consistently looking and consistently making offers. Mm-hmm.
2: And let's talk a little bit about your marketing then. What kind of marketing are you doing to get these, uh, that amount of calls?
4: Yeah. So I partner with, uh, people that are doing, um, flyers, right? So, uh, there's a bunch of like flyer campaigns, but then I also do a lot of online marketing, uh, Google, pay-per-click, Facebook ads, a bunch of different campaigns. And we just kind of see what works, what doesn't, um, and uh, we push more money into marketing channels that work best for us or that have higher conversion rates. What, what do you find better
3: online uh, or like the physical flyers, that type of stuff? Or, or do you have uh,
4: metrics around that at all? Yeah, so the offline marketing cost per lead is a lot less, like a lot less. <laughs> uh, it's just the conversion is a little bit more um, challenging. The online for me has worked out a lot better, but it has uh, it's a lot more expensive, right? So it's kind of like flipping properties out in Costa Rica. <laughs> it's it's a lot of capital, um, but but very high rewards. So um, I have personally have had better experience, um, I would say, with the first six or seven months of the year on doing online campaigns. But you know, I, I do network with a bunch of other wholesalers who exclusively do offline marketing and have been crushing it. Right. So I think when it comes down to finding discounted properties, it comes down to focusing on marketing channels that you can succeed at. Right. If
3: someone has minimal or no funds basically to put towards, put towards finding deals, what do you think the best strategy would be for them? Would they be better off, better served to go more um, like, uh, off, off, offline. You know, hit, walking streets, dropping flyers, that sort of thing. Or online
4: sounds like it's a little, little more, little more expensive to play in, right? Yeah, for sure. O- online is crazy, and and there's big, there's big wholesale companies, right? There's, <laughs> that have pretty deep pockets that you'll be competing against, right? And so, um, for someone looking to get started to try and get their own deals, o- offline marketing probably is your best. Uh, channel, you know, door knocking, driving for dollars—they call it where you're, you know, just driving around neighborhoods looking for properties that might need a little bit more TLC, and um, I, I would say doing some flyer campaigns. Um, that's that's probably going to be the best use of your funds. The only thing is, you can't really just do it once uh, with all of these marketing channels. You, you gotta you gotta kind of be a little bit more consistent. So at least like once every two or three months, you gotta hit the same neighborhood.
2: You know, it was always a lot of fun for me because I, I, really enjoyed driving for dollars back in the day. That was my thing. And I mean, when you've got no money, you can still do that. You know, that, mm-hmm. that costs virtually nothing to throw.
3: Gas yeah, is expensive. Throw, now, but Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's well, about hey, it. Walk around the neighborhood then. Walk I don't around, know. Yeah. Take a bus to the other end of town. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. But, uh, but I mean, really, like the cost of the flyers, if you hand write a letter, throw it into the photocopier, print it off a bunch of times, um, and then just walk around and look for distressed properties, you know, that's always fun when, when you actually find something that you go, oh man, that would, that would be a crazy, like that, that looks like an opportunity
4: right there. That's always fun.
2: It's exciting to see those uh, opportunities like right in front of you.
4: For sure. And I think even, even for those people that don't want to spend a lot of money is just talking to a bunch of people, right? Like networking with your your current network, like here, all of my neighbors know what I do. And, uh, you know, those actually turn up to leads, right? They'll, they'll be like, hey, Paul, like, you know, there's uh, unfortunately someone passed away in the neighborhood and there's a house. Like, you know, just just for that kind of a tip, I can go talk to whoever I need to talk to to see if, hey, is this a potential deal for us?
2: Where do you yeah. live, Paul? Sorry, where do you live? In Whitby. Okay, yeah. Whitby, Ontario. Nice. Whitby, Ontario.
3: Are you going to You got to put, you put yourself out there, right? You can't, you can't, you can't sit at home in the corner and expect to have deals coming to you. You have to go out and. I guess I shouldn't say you have to, but it's a heck of a lot easier if you're gonna if you put yourself out there a little bit and. And uh, people know what you're doing, right? And talk yeah. to people, go to networking events, all that sort of thing. Like it's it's not a very expensive to do and it's going to bring a lot more attention to you and obviously, you know, result in some opportunities. Um, everyone on your street, knowing what you're doing, everyone in your world knowing what you're doing. I mean, the opportunities with social media and everything around that too right now are are huge and, and free essentially, if you want yeah. it to be right. So,
4: And also just so, like, you know, connecting with realtors, like you guys, right. Just saying, Hey, like I'm an investor. I'm looking for this kind of a deal. If anything pops up, I can close. Um, you know, I do what I say I'm going to do and just being on that radar. Right. So, you know, for example, I've closed two properties with Rob's and Rob and his team, you know, I'm sure that if another deal kind of popped up and they were looking for someone to close, like I'd probably do it. Right. If, if the numbers kind of made sense.
2: I've jumped on deals like that myself too, Yeah. where for whatever reason, the client of mine couldn't, uh, couldn't do it. I'm like, okay, this is a great, this is a great place. So I'll jump in on it. Yeah. Um, Uh, so aside from, I think you said, and we'll have to talk about this too, but aside from, I think you said 16 wholesale deals, uh, in last year, whatever, um,
4: 16 or 17. Yeah.
2: Aside from those, which is super impressive. So we'll get back to that. I think you said you flipped three and kept three and did one other like wholesale deal or something like that how How do you finance all of those deals?
4: Yeah, so um, we've been using private financing uh, private lenders to kind of help us finance flips. Um, you know we've been approached by friends and other people that have been interested in partnering on flips, but uh, I think if people really analyze the numbers, you're better off just doing private funds on flips, right like um, part. Partnering on, on flips don't really make that sense, but on the, our buy and hold, uh, we were happy to, to bring on joint venture partners to actually keep those in our portfolio, right? And uh, the way we see it too is like we're helping we're helping people. Um, you know, even on the private purchasing, we're helping sellers that are going through maybe a, a tough situation. We're helping our investors uh, change their lives a little bit and we're helping ourselves with our growing our portfolio. You know, so from that regards, we're, we're, ha- we're happy to kind of scale with joint venture partners. I know there's a lot of, uh, there's mixed emotions about joint venture partners online. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think if you want to continue to grow, partnering and helping other people is uh, an effective way to do it.
2: So let me ask you something then. On the flips, are these properties that... Um, are so run down that you can't get insurance or you've got to buy them cash or like, why not go through a traditional uh, lender on the flips?
4: Um, It it depends on like the, well, there's a few reasons, right? When, when I was flipping, I actually didn't have T4 income to show. So uh, when you don't have income to show, then uh, there's only a certain number of people that will actually lend to you. Uh, and typically a lenders are not really in the flipping uh, business, right they they <laughs> they want to know that you're buying the property and that you're going to keep it and continue to pay their mortgages even though their penalties make make them a lot of money. Um, that's just not the business that they're in. So that's typically what we were doing. Um, I, I think finding finding lenders connecting with the right mortgage brokers that are going to be able to help you close on certain deals. Um, The deals that we did though, none of them were actually um, like super intensive where uh, an A lender wouldn't finance those deals.
2: Right. The floor wasn't caving in or anything like that.
4: Yeah. Like they were all just cosmetic and they were all more situational, right? Like I just got a great deal on a property and rather than wholesaling it, I decided to flip it myself.
2: Hey, Breakthrough listeners. Are you a real estate investor looking to scale your portfolio but struggle to find an investment-focused renovation company? Then our team at Evolution Construction Management
0: is here for you.
2: With our standard list of features and processes, we've created an efficient method to streamline your renovation from start to finish so you don't have to. Enjoy a hassle-free renovation on us. Visit our website at www.evolutioncm.ca. Or email us for your free quote at info at evolutioncm.ca.
4: Right. I actually kind of fell into wholesaling. I didn't get into finding discounted properties so I could start wholesaling. The concept for me was to start finding more to keep in our portfolio that made sense. And then, you know, I had a buy and hold. I had. Um, a flip going on and I was like do I want to take on another flip because flipping flipping is stressful right <laughs> like uh, it takes it takes a certain type of person to be able to, to pull off flips um, it's definitely not for everybody and so you know we got to choose the lifestyle that we wanted to do right like, did we want to take on more flips add that stress to our plate and continue to, to grow that way or did we just want to passively offload these to, to other investors who would be able to make a a substantial profit on it and just take a quick cut for it.
2: You know, I I think you made a good point there too. Like that all ties into uh, your your ideals and your lifestyle that you're trying to live, because if you've got that amount of deals coming in and it sounds like, you know, you've found a way to, to find some pretty good ones. um, You know, you could get all wrapped up and no, I'm a flipper. You know, I don't, I don't wholesale deals. I flip them all myself. Um, and then, and then what that could do is completely change your lifestyle, what you're doing with your time, um, family wise and everything. Right. So I, I think that's an important, um, important point to make really is like, you could have tried to flip all, all 17 of those houses that, uh, you flipped. Let's talk about, um, let's talk about the profit. If you don't mind getting a little personal with the uh, wholesale, so typically, let's talk about your best, and then let's talk about like a typical. What what kind of money are you making on these wholesale deals?
4: I don't want to. I don't want to actually share my best because my best was a little bit. Uh, Is it, it's a, it's they've been really so during during the pandemic, right? Like. The market was soaring, right? And then Paul can't stop laughing. Sir, (laughs) it's
2: like, how much money have you made?
4: (laughs) (laughs) You know, they they were quite lucrative, right? Where Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, in in sometimes I was like, hey, if I decided to flip this property, what would I? What do I think I would have made? And and I would sometimes make more on the wholesale, uh, Mm -hmm. just because sometimes I would be able to find an investor that's, hey, I'm buying this as a retail like i'm going to be buying this to move in so i'm willing to to pay a little bit more um and when that happened i was like wow, this is crazy right so um you know i'll tell you like the average probable average wholesale fee was around 40k i would say
2: that's astounding yeah it's yeah. because of the market
4: though Right, it's because of the market, right? Like,
2: if you can provide something where there's not, there's an awful lot of competition with, uh, with, um, with, with stuff that's uh, on market, and if you can provide something for uh, an investor, or like you said, even someone looking for their own home, where they know what they're going to have to pay, and they don't have to compete against anybody else, that's worth money too to somebody A, a lot potentially, like you're saying. Yeah. so congratulations that sounds like you've just been nailing it
4: yeah we, we had a great year we we're reflecting back yesterday and we're like hey man we should be pretty pretty happy with how this year went but uh mm-hmm. i guess kind of like uh we were talking <clears throat> before the the recording right with sandy and we're just saying hey got to reevaluate what's going on for next year and and how we uh move forward um so looking into different strategies trying out different things um I uh, we started we started actually doing this in the United States as well. so we're actually marketing online in the US. Uh, it's pretty interesting because you know out here we are all wholesalers or private buyers are really marketing to the masses, right? You're marketing to everybody and just seeing hey who who bites and you know who could we potentially help in the United States? I don't know have you guys have you guys had uh, a wholesaler? that focuses in the U S on your podcast yet?
2: No, we've Um, talked about flips in the U S we haven't really talked about wholesaling in the U S but the thing is like, this is, this is an interesting topic. And if somebody uh, has experience in that, we'd love to talk to them, but only if they're based in Canada, I don't want to talk to an American doing flips in the U S that's, you know, I could do that all day long. We, we get all kinds of inquiries of people that can, that can talk on that, but you know, We need, we need to keep this, uh, you know, very relevant for our Canadian listeners. I think that that's the important thing. And, yeah, like, so go on, share a little yeah. bit more about that.
4: So, I mean, like here, as, as I was saying, you know, you are advertising to the masses. In the United States, they have so much data that is available to the public that yeah. is, uh, <laughs> like, breaches all confidential laws out here. <laughs> And uh, it's pretty crazy because you can find people that are, you know, tax delinquent. You can find um, people that you can even look up lists based on equity positions in their property. So you can find you can pull up lists of people that have, let's say, you know, uh, like uh, like 60 percent equity in their property that are foreign or out of state investors. And you can advertise to these people directly, right? So it kind of just like changes the whole dynamic of of the game essentially, right? Like I'm now marketing directly towards people that I know might be willing to walk away from their property um, if if they don't need it anymore. So that's been kind of interesting. That's been a lot of fun to play with. Um, We ended up getting one property out there and we're trying it out. It's pretty cool. Uh, it's about... I'll tell you the, the numbers on that. It's a $55,000 property. <laughs> yeah. And it's a three-bedroom bungalow. And What uh, market is it? It's in Ohio. Yeah. So... It's uh, in the city or? Just outside of Dayton. Dayton, Ohio. Okay. Cincinnati sort of, right? Near there? Yeah, not, not too far from there. Yeah. Um, and uh, we're just playing around to see, hey, like... <clears throat> Can we find better cash flow right elsewhere and you know, evaluating different strategies? What's the
3: is that is that is wholesaling? Is that the is that the is that the plan there with that one?
4: I mean, the concept why we started is to try and do wholesaling, but then we found this property, you know, it's probably worth 75 to 80 thousand on the market and uh, we could burr it essentially. Um, perfect burr, it's still cash flow like two or three hundred bucks what type of
3: what type of tenants do you end up with in that is that is that um they got like i know the section eight is a big thing in the u.s whereas whereas it's government uh government-backed um tenants or there's some sort of you know program yeah for yeah so we actually be we did
4: explore we explored some of the section eight housing um you know it, it's very it's a different strategy than i would ever employ in ontario but, uh, you know, with the whole pandemic and the fact that uh, I think the government will provide 70 percent of the the rent. Um, so it's guaranteed that you're going to get 70 percent of the rent from the government. It's just you, you never know how that that tenant profile is going to be treating your property. Right. So we've taken a look. We've explored some of that. But I think we're actually going to try and find uh, just somebody who's uh, going to be able to rent the property, not in the Section 8 program. Mm. Yeah.
2: So, so man, this is, this is a rabbit hole. Um, Yeah, it is. (laughs) uh, Financing for this place. What kind of financing? Is there any, or did you just buy it cash
4: or what's the deal? Yeah. So um, the reason why I focused in this area is uh, one of my best friends, he actually moved out there and he became a realtor out there. So I basically have boots on the ground out there and we were able to partner um so right now we have closed on it in cash but uh, we will be refinancing it probably within 2 to 3 months with a with a lender. Kind of gives us time to shop around but because I also have him out there then you know the rules the rules change a little bit.
2: Right, right. So you've got a partner who's an American he's an American citizen I'm assuming. Yep.
4: Yeah. 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 So that does that does change it make he, things He's not an American citizen but his wife is. Okay. So, All
2: right. So you got yeah, an American nice. citizen that's working with you on on this particular one, and that's probably v- pretty important piece of the puzzle. Um, if you're not just going to buy cash, but I mean, geez, uh, uh, like fifty five thousand dollars. Let's convert that to like what is that? Eighty something like eighty Canadian. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, still is not even a down payment on a house here.
4: Exactly. Yeah. So.
2: You know, so it's, it's interesting to look at that as a as a full cash, you know. Hey, I paid the whole thing, it now belongs to me. Um, and I and I there's no leverage, I don't owe anything to anybody. But it, it's it's funny, I've I sort of dove into um the potential of possible, of possibly flipping in um Texas. I was looking mm-hmm. at that a little bit and just like the the price of what you get for like what you pay for it is just, uh, like it's, 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 it's crazy, right? Yeah. Like these mansions for
4: $350,000. Yeah.
2: <clears throat> so I'm assuming that $55,000 bought you a pretty decent place.
4: It's a three bedroom bungalow, similar to like, you know, the ones that we would find in Oshawa, um, like very similar and a little bit outdated. So it's nothing exceptionally huge, but like, that
2: same place in Oshawa is what seven six hundred seven
4: hundred. Yeah, probably a little bit more now. So it's uh, it's pretty crazy, right? So I, I mean, you know, we're just we're finding we're still finding you know deals that that do cash flow in Ontario, uh, but mm-hmm. you just have to be a lot more creative, and you have to be able to find really good deals. And for us, we wanted to kind of hedge that and say, hey, like. Where else can we look to find cash flow? And let's take a look and see how we can do this.
2: That's good to hear about all the uh, interesting things that people are doing. So I like that. Um, now, this is interesting. You, you, you mentioned Quentin D'Souza's coaching course earlier, but um, you actually took over his coaching course, which yeah, I just learned so. about. So tell yeah. us about that, how that came about and everything.
4: Yeah, so Quinn, Quinn, he frequently says that he's stopped coaching, which is true. He has stopped coaching, but uh, he uh, basically is the mentor in our group still. So uh, he still joins us on our calls. Um, He is in our group chat and is pretty active on it. Um, And so it's pretty cool because, you know, this is the same program that I learned everything I needed to learn from um, to kind of grow and scale our portfolio. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm a teacher. So uh, he actually asked me, Hey, would you be interested in, in running this? And, uh, you know, um, at first, I was kind of hesitant, because I was like, you know, I'm doing really well in the wholesaling and the flipping. Do I want to take more time out of my business to do this? Um, and part of me was like, Hey, I'll just try it out and see, you know, I, I like to try different things um and i started it we started about a month ago we have about nine coaching clients now and we've closed it off we capped it at that right now and uh, i'm really enjoying it uh i just i love educating other people and i like seeing other people achieve results right uh-huh. like working towards their goals and just uh questioning some of the decisions they make to see if they're getting closer to or further away from their goals
2: so, um, you know, break this coaching course down a little bit. What do people, what do people expect if they want to sign up?
4: Yeah, so like I said, we've kind of capped it, but we will be opening it back up in, uh, in the spring next year. Um, it is a six-month program where we go through, you know, different online modules, finding, financing, funding, um, property management, uh, a, a bunch of different online modules that have already been created. Uh, every week we get on to a, uh, zoom call and, uh, people are kind of focused on, on working on their, um, their action items to, uh, you know, achieve what they're trying to get done in that quarter. And, um, we also bring on a bunch of speakers to the calls, So we've had, we've had a numerous amount of speakers and Quentin's on the calls, um, once in a while too. So it's a bunch of learning. Um, And it's a bunch of action taking that the program's called the edu action uh, program. So uh, that's where we focus on. Um, And yeah, we've, we've had a lot of positive feedback from the group so far. So I'm super excited. You know, I I don't really, for me, it's not like I'm not making too much from it, but I it's something I actually just really enjoy doing. Um, And uh, I, uh, yeah, something that I didn't think I would love as much as I do <laughs> get, I get, I get, I get excited about our, our coaching call nights.
3: Yeah. Give me like, a service or service, like actively serving the world is always an exciting thing. I right? get a lot of energy from it. Do you um take on a certain amount of um, uh, students at a given time or or does it, is it always open to, to join or is there certain onboarding days or months or
4: how does that work? Yeah, I mean, so um, this is our first time that we were operating it and uh, we wanted to cap it at nine. We didn't want any more students than nine for one night of coaching. Um, But we will probably be opening that back up in April to have, you know, maybe another night or something like that where we have a different group. Um, That's something that Quinn and I will be chatting about, but uh, we have already kind of um, it looks like we're moving in that direction already. Awesome, Rob. You're on mute, Rob.
2: Thank you. I remember when I went through that course, and I mean, it's obviously evolved since then. It was years ago when I did it, but it was a similar thing where there was, I think, nine people, and all people that I still talk to to this day. Um, just we all learned and came up together, and 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 were feeding off of each other, and really held accountable by each other to uh, to get going. And I think it was just. It was super powerful. If it's anything like it was, obviously it's probably still very similar uh, just with more bonuses, which at the time, I mean, I remember it's a funny piece of feedback to give now that I think about it, but Quentin called me after I was done going through the course. He says, what do you think? Like, give me some feedback on, on everything. And I'm like, Quentin, like, man, you blew me away. There the only thing I can say is there was too much info for me all at once. That was, that's really my only complaint. Like I need more time or maybe like just dial it back so we can, we can focus in a little bit more, but there is just so much. And, and I mean, over the last five years, he's probably built on that information. So I can only imagine that the value people are getting is just outstanding. So um, if I can recommend this to anybody starting out, I would say get in touch with Paul and and see where if you can fit in there somehow because it's life-changing. It really is.
4: Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, the, the only reason why I agreed to it is because it's the same program that changed my life, right? And so I, I believed in it, and I was like, okay, I'll do this. Like, I don't – there's a lot of people out there that are, are into coaching and, and doing different programs and, you know, might not have done – some of the work themselves and so uh because of that (laughs) i was like hey you know what like this worked for me uh like sandy said right kind of giving back um you know i'm sure you guys really enjoy doing the podcast because at the end of the day you're you're helping probably thousands of of other investors that uh, are looking to get into real estate investing or grow their portfolios yeah that's the plan i i think the other thing with that of course you
3: guys are educators at like trained educators, right? I mean, that's part of the. Everyone can be a coach, but it, just say you're a coach is, doesn't make you really much of a professional coach. There's a lot of ways that you need to learn and train yourself on how to do that, whether you have the knowledge or not. Like um, personal uh, hand hands-on knowledge, you still need to you know show that and yeah. coach people in, in in a in a right in, in a in a good way, or it's not going to come across you know or get implemented very well. So it's a It's a cool thing about the program that you guys are both from that background. I think that I'm sure that helps um, make it delivered in a great way.
2: I've always put it like this, Sandy. Someone says, why don't you do a coaching course, Rob? Like, you could do a coaching course. I'm like, I could, but the reason why I don't is exactly like you just said. It's got to be put together in a coherent uh, sort of progressive fashion that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, ask me a question, I can answer it you know, maybe, most likely, like, uh, and if I can, I can maybe help find somebody that can, but uh, that's the extent of it for me, like, you know, just ask me the question, I'll answer it, I haven't put it all down, you know, for people to, 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 uh, to, you know, indulge in through a course or anything like that, so, no, this is really good, and that's a good point, like, yeah, it's important to have someone that's, Trained educator to, mm-hmm. to help you with that.
3: How do you go, how do how does someone learn more about this uh, this course? Where
4: is there a place they can go sign up, or they just reach out to you? Yeah, they can just reach out to me. Um, um, like, or they can reach out to Quentin. Um, like, right. he, he actively tells people he's not coaching, but he does join our calls yeah. and is on like super active on our group chats. Uh, I, I think there is a sense of gratification that you get from doing this. That uh, would be difficult to leave doing.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Uh, uh, it's funny because we're like pumping this right up, and I don't believe that it is necessarily like your number one uh, thing for coming on the show here. But hey, we're going to get you some more. <laughs> we're going to get you some more uh, clients in that space. Um, awesome. But also, you know, you're interested in talking to people who are going to want to partner on these kind of great deals that you're finding as well, right?
4: Well, that's just it, right? Like the other thing too, is I'm finding, uh, I'm finding deals before they hit market or, you know, require a lot of work and are not being seen. So, you know, I wholesale properties that don't fit my criteria of keeping or flipping myself, right. Or if I'm too busy, but if I have more partners, um, I'm able to, to do a little bit more buy and holds and, and kind of offer some pretty good returns to my partners, um, so I, I think networking with people um, in general will help you find these kind of partners. Right. I'm, I'm sure as, as you guys know, do you, do you both have joint venture partners on different yep. properties?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah.
4: And you know, the first few people that you've spoke with probably thought you were crazy. Yep. Yep. Would yep.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I've been told at one point that I was trying to, uh, what was it? Oh, one of the guys was a mechanic, and he said to me after I showed him an opportunity, which was a great opportunity that I found other partners for. But uh, I remember he was a mechanic, and he said uh, that the guy beside him, to compare my offer with what you know, what he the way that he took it was the guy beside him offered to give him uh, half the toolbox. Uh, I can't remember. It was something like it was something like you know, basically. All he needed to do was clean the tools, and he got half the tool box, ha- half of his tools. Something along that line is what I was trying to push on him. Yeah. So you know, not everybody understands the way that um, the way that opportunity knocks. Potentially.
3: Hey, finding deals is sure. always the hardest part, right? If you can find deals, and you, you have a you have a good um, system for that. I mean, that's the hardest part by far. There's lots of money yeah. out there, right? So anyone bringing money has some value, obviously, but. It's only a small piece of the plot like it's it's part of the deal but it's not the whole deal by any means for sure for sure the money is we often um, talk about money being made in the buy right and and so if you can if you can add value to that and finding a buy that's already got
4: equity in there it's a lot of value yeah i mean <clears throat> i think i think you know having gone through that coaching program you guys have probably some rules that you fought like abide by when it comes to investing and for me it's like i i I won't purchase a property unless there is equity in the property. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, um, but, uh, that's part of, part of the, I guess part of the, the deal when uh, you're working with joint venture partners is that's part of the value that you want to bring to these people. Right. Yeah.
2: Paul, let's, uh, let's, Tell me a piece of info or advice that's always stuck with you and how it's possibly helped you along the way.
4: Uh, a <clears throat> piece of advice. Um, I mean, as a real estate investor, don't 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 take the word no. Like you know, you're gonna hear a bunch of nos. Uh, so always always be problem solving and figure out how you can work around different. Uh, different roadblocks that you're going to come across. I think the other thing too is um, surround yourselves with people that are trying to do it and block off all the noise because there's a ton of people, ton of media that will deter you from, you know, really taking action and moving forward. Um, And you want to surround yourself with people that are consistently taking action. Mm -hmm. Agreed.
2: Yeah, you can always, if you look hard enough, you can find a news story that'll deter you from getting into real estate investing.
4: Oh, yeah. You don't have to look very hard. <laughs> you don't have to look very hard at yeah. all. No, no, no. Yeah.
3: Um, it's funny because so, like, I
4: get them sent to me all the time too from people that are like, hey, man, maybe it's a good time to exit. So do I. I get a <laughs> ton of those. Too. I'm like, what? <laughs>
3: Why would you send me that? What's wrong with you? I'm not going to follow that.
2: But, I mean, that's been around forever. You know, that kind of stuff is, wait a minute, like, take a step back. It may not be the right time to invest. You know, why don't you just hang back and let's see what happens. That might be the best thing for you to do. Or big changes are coming. Or the market's going to crash. Or whatever it is. Like, um, you know, you can always, always find a reason to not do it.
3: It might crash. It might crash. Ne- it might crash next month. It's, it's irrelevant. Like it's it's not completely irrelevant, but it's it's not it's not gonna affect it's not gonna affect me at least. And in, and in in the things we're doing, we're still gonna we'd still look to buy something the week of the <clears throat> crashing. If that's if that's happening, I'm sure there's some great deals to come. Actually, it'd be mm-hmm. exciting in a way mm-hmm. for sure. But don't for wait sure. for
2: it. That you're no. not waiting for that to no. happen. No. 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 I mean, I, I know people that have been waiting for the last three, four years for that to happen so that they can start investing.
3: Mm-hmm. So um, You'll be way smart. better equipped and way smarter and know so much more. If, if by the time that does come, you'll actually be able to see it versus sometimes it's hard to see if you don't have any experience, right? So the more, mm-hmm. more knowledge and experience you have, the more able you'll be to take advantage of that. If that ever happens. I mean, I was just going to say,
2: like, it's all about smart risk, right? Not no risk. There's definitely going to be risk involved with anything that we do. So um, just being able to analyze it. And, you know, if you're maybe somebody who hasn't bought anything yet, right, right? Maybe you're not in Paul's program. Maybe you don't have time for Paul's program. But there's somebody out there that, you, you know, if you're interested in a property and you go, wow, like this one looks really great, but I don't trust myself. You know, I've analyzed it six ways till Sunday and I still don't trust myself. There's somebody else out there, you know, contact somebody from this show that, you know, you've heard. Contact me, contact Sandy, contact Paul and say, hey, I found this deal. Like, what do you think of this? Is this going to be a good one for me to jump into as my first property? You know,
4: absolutely. Or ask somebody absolutely.
2: else if you don't trust yourself.
4: But and, and that's the thing. Some, some people, do nothing. Some people are afraid. Exactly. And some people are afraid to not to ask those questions, right? Like uh, in this industry, you have to have zero fear about asking questions. And like, even if you, even if you think they're stupid, like you're going to learn so much from asking other people that are experienced.
2: And the fear is probably in the fact that, you know, if I ask you, I go, I know this is a great deal. I know it is. Let me just ask Paul. Paul, is this a great deal? Hell yeah, that's an amazing deal! Oh crap, I guess I actually have to go do something now too.
4: Right? Yeah, <laughs> totally, totally. And, and like we've we've all been there, right? Like I've I've asked this question to other investors. I'm like, what do you think of this deal? And they're like, if if you don't do, if you don't pull the trigger, I'll, I'm going to buy that thing. I'm yeah, go. <laughs> okay. there's no more. Okay, there's go. no
2: bigger motivation for me than that. I'll tell you that right exactly. now. Exactly. Somebody says exactly. that to me. I'm like, okay, I'm buying it. Yeah. Um, man. So much in here, Paul. Thanks for joining us today. Really appreciate you taking the time to come and talk to us today. Um, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you?
4: Yeah, I mean, uh, probably the best way is to get onto my uh, to get onto my buyers list because you'll get an email directly from me right away. You can go onto ProfitableProperty.ca, and uh, that's property as in singular property, and uh, and um, yeah, or you can email me at uh, profitable property 1010 at gmail.com it's probably the best way to get in contact with me okay cool
2: and uh, do do you have like are you on social media anything like that
4: yeah I'm on Instagram I mean I'm on Facebook I don't really do too much on Facebook other than I push out some of my deals on a bunch of different uh, lots well, of <laughs> yeah. yeah for sure. <laughs> For sure, but uh, you can follow me on Instagram, Paul. Um, You'll see that I don't have that much real estate invest or investing posted up there. I think that might be the 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 2022 action steps that I gotta I gotta incorporate. But um, I do post a lot of stuff about my uh, real estate investing on my stories. So if, ha- if you happen to catch it, uh, you'll see some. We have a duplex conversion that uh, I think is getting a final inspection today. So. Pretty excited about that.
2: So if you yes. check out Paul's Instagram, you'll see he's a real person doing real things. That's, that's right. Um, cool, man. Okay, listen, we're going to have all the info for people to contact you in the show notes if they didn't catch that uh, first time around listening to it there. So um, you can reach Paul at profitableproperty10.ca. Yep. Okay. That's right. <clears throat> um all right. Cool. Uh, thanks so much for joining us today, Paul.
4: Thanks for having me. I uh, really appreciate you guys. And, uh, love the fact that you guys have been doing this podcast. Congrats on, uh, what you said, eight years, eight years. We're
3: yes. wrapping up the show here. That's the, that's going to be a wrap on our eighth year. Wow,
4: man. A, Congrats, a wrap
2: man. on our seventh
3: year, seventh year, eighth year, no, uh, eight wrap, on our,
2: wrap eighth on our seventh years. year starting into the eighth year.
3: I think. <laughs> no, hey, that's I, a wrap I, on the eighth year. Eighth year, man. Eighth year. 2014. Yeah, we started January, 2014. January, 2014. This, this, in, in the next, next episode that we air, that comes out, will be like around our eighth, like done with the eighth year into the ninth year.
2: All right. Well, listen, you're <laughs> uh, now I'm one year older than I thought I was. So I just, added it up a lot. My
3: hand. I just counted it on my hand. The years. <laughs> It's, it's not so again. Easy. If
2: you guys need some deals analyzed, just give us a call. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
3: we know our numbers. Uh, how can
2: people reach you, Sandy? Uh,
3: 289 389 6846 or sandy at mckayrealty
2: And people can reach me at rob at mrbreakthrough.ca. Well, thanks for joining us, guys. We'll see you next time.
1: You've been listening to the Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from the show, and we hope you've been inspired to take control and live life on your terms. We'll be back soon, but in the meantime, make sure to like, rate, and review the show. And don't forget to subscribe and listen on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. See you next time.